0: Down to Business with Bobby Kerr on News Talk. Now, you're most welcome back to Down to Business. I was out at the Big Grill earlier in the week and I'm going to bring you my report from there. But just to say that this morning's session, because of the weather uh, from 11 to 4, has been cancelled. Um, But this morning session can be transferred to this evening session or indeed tomorrow's. For more updates on the Big Grill, please follow the social media where the updates throughout the day on Instagram at Big Grill Festival or on Twitter at Big, Big Grill Fest. Now I'm out here in Ballsbridge in Herbert Park in Dublin and I smell smoke. Yes, I'm here at this year's Big Grill which is Europe's biggest barbecue and food festival that runs for four days and features a lineup of chefs and barbecue experts from all over the world giving live demos and festival goers getting to sample some incredible food. I'm going to take a stroll around at uh, this wonderful festival in a minute but before I do, I'm delighted uh, to meet the owner, festival director of the Big Grill, Mr. Andy Noonan. Andy, how are you? Bobby, how are you? Firstly, you're looking very uh, festive, can I say? In your barbecue gear, uh, you're a man with a lot in your mind because it's uh, it's
1: it's Thursday now. Uh, the event opens tomorrow. Um, it's going to be pretty special, I think, is it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh... biggest lineup of chefs and restaurants yet so very very excited we've had guests flying in from all around the world all week so uh, we all met up last night for a spot of dinner so uh, very very exciting now what's going to happen here at the
0: weekend give us a sense of uh, again I can see it this is radio Herbert Park's a beautiful environment you've got mature trees if the weather is on your
1: side this is going to be special absolutely yeah we're, we're expecting to good to 25,000 people over the four days so uh, going to be very very good the, the place has been transformed since Sunday into, into a festival site so uh, it's been brought to life and, and as we sit here in our Rancho Relaxo area as you can see loads of colour um, so yeah what's our our relationship with barbecue light like,
0: like we seem to be embracing it now but like some of the barbecue traditions that you see in other countries like we've an awful lot to learn
1: don't we Abs- absolutely yeah and look, this festival was started on the fendi like I, it was from me running barbecues in my back garden and they kind of grew into a thing and then i invited more people and more people and then we said let's throw an event and it's always been about the sense of occasion of a barbecue yeah. and i think that's really important whether it's cooking sausages on a on a disposable grill or whether you're going full nerd and doing a brisket and a smoker um we Irish people are definitely. I think since COVID, people really got into cooking over fire with COVID, COVID, oh, uh, during COVID because I had the time, you know. Um, but we've a lot to learn. I think you know we're definitely behind the UK and other other places. But but it is really growing. It's, okay. it's you know, and we're seeing that firsthand, you know.
0: Now, as I said, I'm going to get out and about and uh, meet all the. Uh, demonstrators here, demonstrators I say in a in a very positive way because these are people who understand barbecue. My first guest is Mursal Sayak. Uh, she was born in Kabul, raised in Mumbai and grew up in Hackney. Now there's a great combination of flavors for you. Mursal um, you're very welcome to the program.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really really excited to be here.
0: Now tell me all about your love of barbecue and your indeed your history with barbecue.
2: So it's a it's a really really complex amazing relationship. But like, I have been in different different businesses, American barbecue, Texan barbecue, all of these things. But especially during the um, in what happened to my country with everything that's gone on and, and and all of this, as I moved into the world of smoked meat, smoked barbecue. One thing that I really, really, really saw was the lack of global barbecue methodologies. And that was something that we had so much, American barbecue. You're like, my gosh, is there any other? And then, and that's why for me and my head chef and business partner, Josh, it's so important to show the fact that the actual word barbacoa, actually the term, the word originates from South America, a set of sticks upon stones. So when you look at the history and the origin of it, we should be looking at global barbecue. It's like, it's something that humans have used fire cooking across the world for thousands of years. Uh, So So I think that's a big thing for me to... So from
0: a culinary point of view you're taking on the Americans.
2: I mean, don't say that, but just uh, a little. we're we're, we're just very much collaborating but I just would love to show different flavour profiles, more aromatics because Afghanistan, the Middle East is filled with aromatics and bringing that into barbecue has completely changed the flavour profiles of our dishes. So having a... Frib rib with an Afghan chutney, you're like, what? And it just pairs so well because yeah. we're incredibly aromatic in Afghanistan. <laughs>
0: like, Tell me then about your own business. I know you were influenced by Joshua Moroni at the street food market in London. Is that right? Oh. And you set up a, a business called Q Point. Tell us all about that.
2: Yeah. So Josh is my head chef and business partner. So co-founder, Well, are like literally um, equal in the business. And he was a pitmaster for Smokestack that moved into fine dining, barbecue and that's when we kind of saw this weird gap in the market because we were like, barbecue, but there's not, um, for example, vegan barbecue or gluten free barbecue or halal barbecue, which we don't use the word, we use the word inclusive. Um, so that barbecue for the many, not the few. And Josh and I were like, well, Let's create amazing food that is incredible, it's delicious, it's mouth-watering. But what if we were to tweak it a little bit to make sure that more people from different backgrounds could come to festivals like Big Grill, Pub in the Park, our restaurants, and create this beautiful, always-serve-alcohol, always-inclusive meats. Merge these guys together in one space. That's kind of where the dream started.
0: So you're here at the Big Grill at Herbert Park. So barbecue, it's always outside. So what are the sort of challenges that you've got? here this weekend with an expected 25,000 people coming like naturally you're in your natural space which is outside Um, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing here
2: well some of the obstacles we're going to get is weather obviously because all smokers uh, like it's that they are they they are weather reliant and even though you can you can smoke come rain or shine you have to know that when it rains your temperatures your entire it's going to be different yeah. so you just tweak a little bit if it's really really hot it's very very different but then when it's really hot barbecue chefs don't like it because we're, we're over a hot grill we're already hot and then the sun's blaring down you're like so it's actually quite nice when it rains and you're like oh the smoke is less temperamental okay i can i can figure figure all of this out
0: when you talk about the science of barbecue, what are you going to be telling and teaching people?
2: So we're cooking beef rib right. um, on none. Uh, we've, we've, we've been a bit ridiculous. We've made all our sauces and all the things that we do at the restaurant here, when we probably shouldn't have gone so OTT, but we can't help ourselves. And the other dish we're doing is it's called Burani Bonjon, which is the Afghan name for low and slow aubergine. Okay. It's uh, smoked, then grilled, then stewed in a rich, like, garlic tomato sauce with chat vegan yogurt on and on for people that don't like meat or even for people that do like meat this dish just is inc- an incredible merger it's Tom Kerridge's favourite dish okay. we're right. barbecue company we've got lamb ribs we've got brisket we've got this but the aubergine he wants to take backpack bags home no you know right. yeah and at all he wants to make a curry with it They lo- and it's because when you give so much love and you pre-brine your veg you don't just chuck them in you give them the same love you would meat pre-brine it let the moisture come out let it do all the work you can't help but fall in love with this really like uh, you know
0: and again you're also telling me that barbecue is not just for meat lovers
2: not at all because if you think about it barbecue is a methodology yeah. you know it's not a cut of meat okay. it's a methodology it's a way we used to cook and barbecue comes from preservation because brining comes like if you look at we remove all the fanciness and we just go back to basics okay. we as humans were like ah oh, this is really tough we need fire we changed our entire like structures of mouth in order and that all starts with barbecue and smoking so any type of food anything if you apply the equation of brining wet brining dry brining to an aubergine a pumpkin a piece of rib a piece of rump it doesn't matter as long as you've got that base use the methodologies brine it smoke it grill it then you have an incredible any dish.
0: Now, as I said, I'm out and about meeting loads of people and I've just wandered across an old friend from Donegal, no less, Mr. Quanji Quan, how are you? Bobby, how are you doing? How are you keeping? Great to see you in here. Good. Tell us about what you're going to be doing at the Big Grill,
3: Quanji. Okay, so uh, we're doing a lovely char pork belly. So we are. We're slow cooking for about six hours. And then uh, we take it off all the wrappers and back in the, and smoke it with applewood. And then right. we're going to rub it with a lovely char marinade and honey as well. So Beautiful.
0: Tell me about yeah, your experience with the festival Quanji. Like, there's a lot of people from abroad coming in. Lots of barbecue specialists. Is there a lot to be learned about barbecue? It seems to me to be a, a science that you're always learning. Oh, Bobby, I'm always learning. I'm here
3: for four years, like, and uh, last year I was up the top there with Chris Lilly, like one of the major you know I- idol of uh, barbecues and i learned so much of them pit cooking you know i felt like i was a commie back in the kitchen again <laughs> so uh, every year i come like i learn something different here you know what i mean so because barbecue is a, there's a there's a skill that you know so.
0: now my next guest is uh andy stubbs aka andy low and slow he's a brummy Uh, He's a champion of the barbecue scene in the UK. He specializes in Texas barbecue and modern Mexican food, using his passion for British produce and working with small suppliers and farms. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, your own history with barbecue, Andy. I know you're on the UK scene for over 10 years, but how did you get involved in barbecue?
3: Um, I used to go into Notting Hill Carnival in London, and I started cooking Jamaican food because I grew up in a little village where we couldn't get any. Yeah. So I was I was big into like pirate radio, um, and I used to DJ. So I used to go into Notting Hill Carnival and it kind of infused the music and the food together. So that just set my passion and seeing all the the guys with the jerk pans and stuff. So seeing the music and the barbecue together, that set off my passion to sort of want to cook it myself.
0: There's been a huge evolution around street food, uh, particularly in the last decade. What do you put that down to?
3: um i think it was just shifting dining patterns and people wanting something a little bit more casual and on the go where people didn't want to necessarily go out to a restaurant they wanted to support local businesses and eat something in like i was i was part of the street food movement in birmingham when it first started and it it would be like a nightclub vibe kind of thing where everyone could just stand around having a drink listening to djs and social
0: yeah yeah now what are you cooking here today
3: so this weekend we're cooking pork spare ribs um We've had them in since 6 o'clock this morning, and we're going to cook around 120 racks a day. Okay. How long does a typical rack take to cook? Um, around five hours. Five hours.
0: Yeah, so yeah. This is your low and slow, a.k.a. Andy low and slow. This is actually the fastest cook that I do, so
3: this is fast food for me, five hours. Normally, we cook pork shoulders or stuff for, like, 15
0: hours, so, yeah, this is not too long for us. The common perception out there around ribs is... You know that they're uh, maybe that they're that they've got a, a smoky barbecue sauce but they don't people don't tend to take uh the trouble and the time to deliver them like you do so what does low and slow actually achieve so low and slow
3: is just basically like barbecue was born from using secondary cuts or like muscles that nobody else wanted to cook so the whole thing is like using older muscles and harder working muscles that are generally quite tight and, yeah. and sort of hard to cook. But then the low and slow cooking renders all the fat and turns these slight sort of cheapish product into something gelatinous and beautiful. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So maybe you might show me these ribs if I could come around to you there. Okay, you might tell our listeners there what we're looking at,
3: Andy. So here we're looking at one of the racks that we've just got out the smoker. So. You can see the dark brown exterior, which is from the salt and pepper dry rub that we use. So we like to sort of have a dry rub that's just gonna enhance the flavor of the meat and not like overpower it. I still want the customers to taste the pork and taste the smoke. So we're just using salt, pepper, onion, and garlic granules. As you can see, we've got what we call the bark, which is kind of like the crust on the outside. It's really juicy and tender. You can see like we've rendered all that fat. Then when we cut into them in service later on, they're just gonna be juicy and little bit of a bite to them not super falling
0: apart but um like a good pork chop kind of thing oh i can tell you folks this looks absolutely wonderful andy thank you for your time thank you for letting me into your world and good luck with those ribs they look fantastic thank you very much down to business with
3: bobby
1: kerr on news talk